Father's preaching time. Songs have been sung, gifts have been given. Now, God, we need a word from on high. Let me decrease. Hide me behind the sacred desk that you can increase in me. Let this word fall on fertile soil and disrupt stony ground. Now, God, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, I praise you, give you all glory and adoration. Lord, I love you because you're my strength. And, Father, I'm in love with you because you're my redeemer. And the household of faith said, Amen. Come on one more time. Let's celebrate God for who he is in your life. If he's really been good to you, come on, let's, let's give him something he could smile about. Look at somebody and just tell them, neighbor, I'm in the right place at the right time. Now I want you to look at somebody across the room and just wave at them and tell them, neighbor, I'm in the right place. No, you ain't saying it like you in the right place. I'm in the right place at the right time. God is good, and all the time he is good to me. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. But I like the psalmist said, oh, taste and see. I ain't got no taste testers in the house. That the Lord is good. How many know he's good today? With your manuals of life, if you would turn with me to the book of Romans, Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Go to verse 26. With your manuals of life, Romans chapter 8. If you're there, say amen. If you're still looking, shout out Bible study. We have room for you. And it reads, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Some Bible says infirmities. We do not know what we ought to pray for. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And he who searches our heart knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. And the word of God is blessed. You may be seated. If you would help me for the next 27 minutes to preach on the subject, the topic, when it's hard to pray, God groans. 
when it's hard to pray, God groans. My brothers and sisters, some of us may look at this text and we may say, I don't understand this passage of scripture until you actually think of the times where you couldn't pray. Notice, as I said, couldn't, I didn't say wouldn't. Because there's a difference between not praying when you know you should and not being able to pray when you desperately want to. There's even a difference between not knowing how to express a feeling, not knowing what the feeling is or should be. I'm not, I'm not talking about any kind of frustration, but I'm talking about where people don't understand you. The kind of frustration that is shallow in comparison to what I'm talking about. In fact, I'm saying when you can't pray, when you've been in those moments in your life where you've been numb to your situation, you've been numb to your circumstances, and yet you still couldn't pray. When, when there's something so deep that kept your attention so far from focusing on what God is saying. Something so deep that has kept you from focusing on talking to God. Some people today can say that they've experienced some times in life where when, when, when they love, uh, loved ones have died or they had to deal with something deep in their lives. They can tell you that they've been to the place they knew a lot had to be done. I got to the service, didn't know what was going on, didn't even know what song was sung or even what was even preached. Or some can say when it's in your mind, when it seems like you had your Job moments, you lost your home, you lost your children, you lost everything you had, but yet you still couldn't pray and somebody could say it's the minute I thought I was on top of the world and then I woke up with the world on top of me I mean the moment when I thought I was coming to church with my mind stayed on Jesus but it seems like the more I came it just got worse I mean I tried to give myself a pep talk but it seems like the size of the mustard seed don't exist. It seemed like the more I'm trying to do good, evil is always present around me. The moment I'm trying to love my neighbor, it seems like my neighbor hates me more. The more I'm trying to give my best in the place of worship, but yet it's not enough. I'm talking about moments that it seemed like you cannot pray. I wish I had somebody that was tracking with me to say, Reverend, I've experienced plenty of a cake moment praying time that it seemed like the more I wanted to pray, the less I went down on my knees. But I discovered the more I can't pray, God is groaning on my behalf. He's groaning on, on my behalf. Look at somebody. I've had some I couldn't pray moments. And tell him I've had some I couldn't pray moments, some moments where I just couldn't find myself in the middle of the prayer. Uh, yeah, 
when, 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 when it's hard to pray, God groans for you. This book, this book uh, the, is called The Future Church. There, there was a chapter uh, that talks about brokenness, and it expounds on a time when one have gotten to a point that you may have resented the prayers of other people. This book was very interesting because uh, many can say during that same time you were not proud of your attitude, but yet the attitude of others made your attitude even worse. I, I need to get that book and give to a few people. But actually, <clears throat> excuse me, in your heart of hearts, you're saying to yourself, I'm embarrassed to talk about it. I'm embarrassed to even walk around it. And I'm even embarrassed to say it was me. But one thing we cannot deny, that we all have had some moments where we couldn't pray. If you haven't experienced it yet, just keep on living. And if we just want to hang truth right there, can we just hang the truth right there? Uh, um, we, we've, had, we've been consumed with some carnal thinking. And carnal thinking is death, but it's spiritual thinking is what we're seeking. And that spiritual thinking gives us peace and life. That's what Paul says in Romans 8 and 6. And when you were numb to it in a state where you couldn't talk to God, when distress come, when it feels like it's not worth living, come to share with you that God groans on your behalf. I mean, I appreciate God groaning for me because there were many times in my walk that I was ready to give up and throw in the towel and go on back home. There's been times, even today's time, that I said, Lord, I'm done. I'm finished. You can have it. I quit. I don't want no more parts of it. Do I have a witness this morning? Apostle Paul, in this text, he writes this passage while on the third missionary journey. And as he planned to go to a place he's never been, that place of Rome, he writes this letter to introduce himself to the church as well as to give an overall view of Christian teaching. Now, the book, this book of Romans is considered um, one of Paul's best outlines of all of his letters. Paul shows us in the beginning that every person has rebelled against God and has been cut off from him. But then he shares that God and his mercies stepped in while we were still yet against him on our way back. If you read chapter 5, you, you'll see that. But here, now he's talking in this passage where, where it appears that prayer is a problem. Or where prayer may be a distraction so much that you can't pray. Watch this. Sometimes the environment that you are connected to can cause you to lose your focus on priority and prioritizing for God. I know y'all don't want to hear this kind of preaching, but listen, some folk need to remember it wasn't those that were around you that got you to know God better. It was your desire within your heart that made you seek to see God's face and to hear his voice. I wish I had somebody to testify and say, Reverend, all my friends ain't always been saved. So I had to find the Lord on my own behalf. It was at the cross 
at the cross where I first saw the Lord and all, not some, but all of my burdens rolled away. Not, not just the environment. Can I just dig a little deeper if you don't mind? Can I? If I can dig a little deeper, some folk uh, um, are scared to pray or, uh, because when you're facing the fear of exposure, uh, it, it's prayer. You too will find yourself ignoring what God is saying. If I can dig a little deeper, sometime in prayer, it will show you that your thoughts were all you and not of God. Y'all ain't with me today. I'm just going to go ahead and dig it all out. Can I dig it out? Make somebody bleed today? Sometime you'll find out it was your wayward ways, your actions of ignorance, your opinions were oppressing your loved ones, and your phony and fake, fictitious behavior was acting up in the midst of your friendship. And some folk don't realize it's hard to pray when you've been wrong. And watch this. It's not only because you, you can't pray. It's because you know when you pray, you're afraid of what God is going to tell you. Paul, Paul wants to urge us in this scripture. He wants to tell us that there is a God that is standing on your behalf. Let's read the scripture again. It says, the scripture helps us to, in our weaknesses, we do not know what we ought to pray for. <clears throat> but the spirit himself intercedes on uh, uh, us with groans that words cannot express. And who, and he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. There are many times that we feel that, that, that we may not get an understanding of God's scriptures. But all we can say is that we've experienced it. I, I, I struggle with people in church today that, that won't really testify about life's experiences. We would, we would rather people to believe that we got it all together. Our testimonies become phony. We begin to test a lie. And some folk don't understand when you get your mind around the thoughts of these times, when you cannot pray, the Spirit of God prays for you. Somebody going to get this in a minute. It, it, it isn't the eloquent words for you or, or the place you in front of someone else. It, it's, it's the prayers that consist of his groans. That watch this, that, that cannot be expressed in words. We look at it as anguish and pain. Some people will say that God travailed on your behalf. Uh, he, he's travailing the groans of prayer for you. And, and some have to understand, that watch this, some of the most prolific and profound groans of God are monosyllabic, meaning that these are the moments when God is reluctant to engage with a conversation. But yet he's still willing to utilize a groan. 
Y'all just missed a shout. Some folks should be glad he ain't telling his father everything. But for the fact that he's willing to stand on your behalf and just groan and say, you remember them? Mm, yeah. He just groaned on your behalf. God is always trying to help his people. It, it, it becomes monosyllabic, meaning that it's the use of brief words. When reluctant to engage in conversation, let me help you with two of them. One of them is oh, and the other one is ah. Ah stands for a, a holy God and catch a glimpse of his glory. And the most profound thing you will be able to say when you're going through is ah. I wish I had some ah saints in the house. And here's the other one. Anything more than ah is less. Y'all tracking with me. I hope I'm not talking over nobody's head. But here's the other piece to that. The O is experience the depth of human suffering. And, and most importantly, an appropriate thing you can say is oh. The Spirit of God does not pray eloquent, poetic words. But sometimes he just has to say ah and oh. I mean, when he was on the cross, he didn't have to say much but ah and oh, why? Because he knew we was going to sin. That was an ah, but he knew we was going to keep sinning. That was an oh. And somebody should be glad that God took the ahs and the ohs and made your life profound and prosperous because he did it all because he loved you. There, there's power in the ahs and ohs and the groans of God. Some can identify to that. Because watch this. Had he not ah. Had he not, oh, many of us know we should have been dead a long time. But Paul, Paul says, there's power in his eyes and O's. Let me, let me help you real quick. The first point I want to share with you this morning is uh, when, 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 when it's hard to pray and God groans, the first thing is his groaning is an intercession. His groaning, scripture says, one that is in perfect harmony with God's will. Does it surprise you that God intercedes in prayer for you when, when you can't pray for yourself? This, this passage talks about the scripture, intercessory groanings. And the other passages in the New Testament talks about Jesus' intercessory ministry. Luke 22 and 32, Jesus told Peter, he has prayed for him, but I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail in you when once you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. John chapter 17, verse 20, he prays that he will pray for more than just the disciples. I'm praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me because of their testimony. Hebrews 7 and 25 assures us that the intercessory ministry continues to this day. He says, henceforth, also, he is able to save for whoever those who will draw near to God through him. And he says, lives through intercessory for them. Not only do God stand on your behalf, God takes a licking and he keeps on. Not only do he pray for you, but he always seems to find some time to 
to pray for us, but he says, you're not even going to appreciate it, but Timothy says, y'all know old Tim, old Tim in 1 Timothy 2 and 1, he says, I urge then the first of all that requests prayers, intercessory prayers and thanksgiving be made for everyone. And some of us can testify it was the experience of someone praying for you. Many can witness to the fact that had it not been for the prayers of the righteous. Y'all ain't with me yet. In fact, had it not been for Mama Pookie and Ray Ray and them on their knees late in the midnight hour, I would be here. I came this far by faith, leaning on the Lord, but it was the prayers of the righteous. I wish I had somebody say, Mama prayed for me, had me on her mind, took a little time. In fact, Mama's still praying for me. Even though she in a grave, her spirit still has its mind on me. Look at somebody say, I know what prayer can do. I know what prayer can do. Not only is this groaning, in a session, but the second thing, watch this, y'all, and I'm almost out your way. The second thing is, is his groaning is a turning agent. That's a shout right there. Some folk don't grasp it, but when God groans, it's a turning agent for you. The Lord will dispense the power we need and, and the strength we need to make it through your situation. But watch this. Once he has turned you, Your job is to change from your foolish and evil ways. In fact, you got to be willing to embrace somebody else. And can I just stop there and get a snicker real quick? The reason why you don't look like yourself is because you're always talking about people that look just like you. And if you really recognize that everybody in here got a similar story, but the same God, you wouldn't look down on your fellow man. The only way left is up. And sometimes you just got to lift them up even though they're looking at you ugly. Look at your neighbor and I'm trying to hold you up. I'm trying to hold you up. Once you turn from those ways, he says, now, now your testimony, Paul says, your testimony can become an example. Can, can, can your testimony can become an example. I said it this morning reason why the church is dying it's not enough examples of love in the church y'all 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 want me to help y'all want me to prove it let, let me let me prove it watch this if they ain't singing your song praying your prayer you ain't moving out of your seat if they ain't struck you in the right way coming in the door you ain't even ready to even fill out your tide envelope Help me, ushers. And here it is. If they ain't prayed your prayer, preach your sermon, you don't want to hear nothing they got to say. And there it is. We got sick, lonely, and disgusted people coming to the house of worship. And if you know you've been sick, but God healed you, you should stop from living in sin, acting like you got it all together, and let them know, baby, I'm so glad that trouble don't last. 
always. He, he says, you cannot to continue, you cannot continue to act like you've arrived to glory. Knowing good and godly well, you've been gripped by grace. I wish I had somebody to help me today. Some folk act like you ain't never ate syrup sandwiches for breakfast or even ate bologna for dinner. You act like you always had eggs and cheese. But can I get somebody to say, Reverend, I know what it feels like to drink government milk, to eat government cheese. In fact, I'm grateful for it. It made me stronger. Look at somebody say, I'm grace gripped. I'm grace gripped. And here it is. If we exemplify that we are grace gripped, we can appreciate God's groans. Watch this. Young people don't know how to worship because you're so busy worrying about how much you can gain instead of showing them how grace has blessed you. Let me help you with three things you can shout and help them today. The first thing he done in grace, he woke you up this morning. That's one. The second thing is he woke you up this morning. And if you just want to be truthful and not test a lie, the third thing is he woke you up this morning. And so the Bible says let everything that has breath, I'm talking to you today, should praise the Lord. But can I get somebody that can say, Reverend, I'm beyond grace. I'm redeemed. And so the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord. Yeah, he, 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 you are, you've been gripped by grace. I believe Paul says in Ephesians 2, he says, for by grace are ye saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of the works, lest any man should boast. It has been through his groaning that he gave us grace. And now you can walk at your job and say, I'm a gripped and grace product. I mean, when they're talking about furloughing, they're talking about reducing hours. You can still walk with grace because you've been gripped. Okay, let me get a little deeper. Some folk can really shout that you've been gripped with favor. Yeah, I wish I had somebody help me. And in fact, some folks should be shouting because had it not been for the favor, the grace of God, I wouldn't have made it this far. In fact, had it not been about the testimonies of what grace looked like, I wouldn't be prepared for what the enemy has in store for me tomorrow. In fact, how many can testify? It was his amazing grace. How sweet it sounded that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost. Y'all ain't tracking with me. I once was lost, but now I'm fine. I was blind, but because of grace, I can. Get somebody say, I'm glad grace gripped me. Uh, yeah, he, grace gripped me. And listen, I get so. I get so many blood clots. Christian blood clots. Y'all know those things that make me feel like I'm dying on. It's getting close to my heart because 
after all we've been through. This pandemic didn't wipe the whole world crazy. But yet you want to pick and choose when you want to celebrate God. He ain't preaching my kind of sermon. If God's been good, that's all you need. In fact, somebody should testify. He held me through the pandemic. He kept me from killing myself. In fact, that was a pandemic. But I thank God because of his grace. He slowed me down and he changed my ways. He told me if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, pray and seek my face and then do some stuff. That's why the pandemic didn't slow down most of us. You got your mouth covered I'm trying to tell you to shut up. He said, turn from your wicked ways. Then I hear from heaven and heal the land. I struggle with folk that don't realize it's God's grace that can keep you walking in and out of Walmart. God's grace that can keep you from losing your job. Watch this. And it was God's grace that supplied all of your needs even if you did lose your job. But how many, how many can truly testify this morning and say it was God's grace that kept me alive? Death angel didn't knock on my door last night. In fact, I'm in the land of the living, and they used to say, while the blood is running warm in your veins, I'm going to praise him while I still can. Look at somebody say, I'm glad grace gripped me. Grace, it gripped me. So, I didn't held you long enough. If I had time, I would tell you my last point, which is his groaning speech to the truth of what you need. The text says, and he searched the hearts, knowing what is the, the mind of the spirit, because he make intercession for the saints according to the will of God. When you are unable to pray, it's amazing how proactive God is. That's a shout right there. I'm glad he's proactive. Why? Because in his ability to be proactive, I know he's not going to give me what I want. But he's going to give me everything that I, I need. In fact, in his groans, he'll give me the things that are designed in his providential outcome. And because of that, I can say that I'm grateful of what he's groaning about. First Chronicles 28 and 9, the Lord speaks to Solomon and he tells him, And thou, Solomon, my son, know that thou, God, of thy father and serve him with the perfect heart and with the willing mind for the Lord searches all the hearts 
and understand all the imaginations of the thoughts. If thou seek him, he will be found of thee. But if thou forsake him, he will cast thee off afar. I'm glad he's proactive. Because I can recall some moments I wasn't trying to hear about God. Truth be told, there was a time in my life in ministry where I felt like God had left me all by myself. But I thank God that he continued to groan on my behalf because he said in his word that he would never leave me nor forsake me. I'm glad that he made sure that before I could get what I needed, my heart was right. And some folk don't realize the reason why it seemed like your prayers are not being answered is because your heart ain't aligning with the Spirit of God. When your heart is aligned with the Spirit of God, the Bible says, and he will supply all of my needs according. You see that? And, and, and it has to be aligned in order for you to receive what it is you really need. I know you want the car. I know you want the new house. I know you want the new job. But your intentions are wrong. That's why it ain't came yet. I'm glad that he, he tells me that, that, that if, if I continue to take the easy road, he told me in Romans 1, 18 through 23, he said, he gives a description. God says he gets angry against sin. But one thing I like about God, he chasing those whom he loves. That's it right there for me. I know I was a knucklehead. Truth be told, can I just be honest? Some of y'all knuckleheads. <laughs> but yet, we can testify that God loves us in our moments of being stubborn, stiff-necked, backbiters, test-liars, cheaters, deceitfulness, evilness, sin-breakers, whoremonging, gambling. I'm talking to somebody today. He still decided to love us. The text says he knows the mind of the Spirit and make intercession according to the will of God. He knows the way we think and he, he will react and stand on God on our behalf even though he knows we ain't worthy. Because when we know that God has really been good, we understand why we're being tested. We understand why we're being tried. We understand why temptation comes and we often fail. But when we got God on our side, verse 28 says it best. For we know that all things work together yeah. for the good of them 
that are called according to his purpose, which says his groan. I'm not ready yet, Earl. Just give me a second. Was all I needed. Because when he groaned through grace and the grace that he gave me, gave me life. And no longer am I numb to the things that life can cause me not to pray. My prayer then becomes submitted to pray about things that are concerning the heavens. My prayers then become prayers for prosperity, prayers for revelation, prayers for healing, prayers for health, prayers for schizophrenia, prayers for double-mindedness, prayers for breaking curses, prayers for releasing the blessings of God, prayers against idols, prayers for enlargement and increase of my territory, prayers for divine safety, prayers for power of God, prayers to destroy oppression, prayer for deliverance of sexual sin, prayer against the spirits of the valley, prayer against terrorism, prayer against gambling, prayer against lying and backbiting, prayer against pride, prayer against anger, prayer against ignorance, prayer against racism, and most importantly, prayer for my heart to change. When, yeah, my mind is no longer numb, my prayer then becomes, uh, search me, oh God, and know my heart today. Try me, oh Savior, and know my thoughts. Can I get a witness today? When my prayer has changed from numbness to recognizing that God is who he says, then I continue to pray and say, Lord, if there be wicked ways in me, I need you to do a couple things. One, I need you to cleanse me from every sin. And the second thing I need you to do is set me, set me free. Do I have a witness this morning? But when times get good and I realize that I've been gripped by grace and times get hard, I begin to talk to Jesus. You know what I tell the Lord? Do you know what I tell him? Guess what I tell him? Lord, created me a clean heart and renew the right spirit in me. I don't know if there's anybody here that can testify that I've had some bad days. I've had some good days, but I still... I won't complain. Can I get somebody to testify 
that when I couldn't pray, God, he was groaning on my behalf. When I was down and out, about to lose my mind, it was the groaning of nobody but Jesus that made a way out of no way. Do I have a witness this morning? But can somebody testify that had it not been for the groans of the Lord, I would have lost my mind a long time ago had it not been for the groans of God I would not be able to be here today and tell my neighbor you want to see what favor looks like you want to see what grace walks like you want to see what love is all about had it not been for the groans of God can I get somebody that can testify and not test a lie and say I'm so glad for the groans of Jesus he did it and he groaned for me look at somebody and tell them real quick everything that happened to me guess who did it God did it he did it to make me better he did it to make me right he did it to make me stand up and let the world know I am a, a child of God. Can I get somebody that can testify? It was his groaning that woke me up this morning. It was his groaning that put food on my table. It was his groaning that put money in my pocket. It was his groaning that put clothes on my back. It was his groaning that gave me activities of my limbs. If that don't help you, let me tell you what his groan did. One Friday, he went on the cross. They called Calvary. They hung him high. They stretched him wide. Y'all know what he did. He died. Ah, he died. Yes, he did. From the sixth to the ninth hour. They told me the sun refused to shine. The moon tripped down in blood. It was a terrible day because the earth had experienced a shaking and a quaking like a drunk man with no ability to stand. Can I get a witness this morning? But you know what happened? They took him down, buried him in a borrowed tomb. He died before lunch. He was buried before dinner. But his groan, yeah, his groan got up. Sunday morning, he got up with power in his hands. Ain't it good to know that God is groaning on your behalf? He groaned so much that when he got up, he had power in heaven and earth in the palm of his hands that lets me know I can speak those things as though they were anything I ask in Jesus name it shall be given can I get somebody to look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor tell them neighbor I'm so glad he groaned for me. Let me tell you why. He walks with me and he talks with me. 
and he tells me I am his own. Look at that neighbor one more time and tell him, neighbor, I want to show you what a groan look like. I wasn't supposed to be here. After all, all I've been through, I thank God for groaning for me. Can I get somebody to help me close this thing and stand to your feet and help me testify? Put your hand on your hip. Let your backbone slip and say, I'm so glad his grace it gripped me. I'm here to let somebody know God will. God will. Anybody glad for the groan? Do me one more favor. Look at that same neighbor and tell that neighbor, be not dismayed. Whatever but time, God will, God will, God will. Won't it take care of you? Just look around and see how blessed you are. Somebody can say, I'm blessed, too blessed to be stressed. And he did it all. I got one question. And I'm going to take my seat. Ain't he all right? Anybody feel like praising them? When I can't pray, God is groaning. When my money's funny and my change is strange, God is groaning. When my mind is everywhere, but in the right place, my mind ain't right, my heart needs fixing, God is groaning. Can I get somebody to testify and say, I'm so glad he did it for me. He did it for me. Look at somebody again and tell a neighbor, We've been made endure for a night, but joy, joy is going to come in the morning. Anybody got joy? I thank God for joy, 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 joy. Look at two people and say, I got him, I got him. I got him, I got him. Tell him, I got him, I got him. I got him, I got him. Say, yeah! 
Come on, let's celebrate Jesus. When I can't pray, God groans. I'm going to let that go. I got to let that go. Can I just let the Lord know sometimes I feel like Ezekiel. He's a wheel in the middle of a wheel. But the way I feel today, I feel like Jeremiah. He said it's like fire. Shut up in my bones. Can I get somebody? that can testify and say, when I think of the goodness of Jesus, it He's done for me, my soul. couldn't pray. God groans. There's a lot of good stuff in his eyes. A lot of good stuff in his O's. I'm grateful for what he has done. One more time, let's give God a celebratory praise. Amen.